Hello, and welcome back to the Spoiler Cast, the show where we talk about movies even don't care about spoiling them. And I almost said the wrong name, even though we've been doing this for like two years now. But anyway, uh, my name is Tobias, and with me, as always, is my sister and trusted co-host, Rebecca. Hello. Hello. And today, um, we are we are actually going to do what we talked about for so long, uh, or what we have said that we should do, but haven't really done in, in, in a while, it feels like. We're going to talk about some different movies. Not the t- classic ma- 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 main quest? Mainstream <laughs> movies? You know, main we're not talking movies. about some, some big blockbuster or anything like that. No, no, we're talking about a true indie movie. We're talking about an... Uh, 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 an American Macedonian co-production that's all shot in like the the forests of Macedonia. There is no dialogue. There is uh, there is weird kooky synth music, and it's uh, you know it's a it's a strange one. Today we're talking about you won't be alone. Yes, and um. Uh, this was my choice because it was one of those movies I had read about earlier in the year like oh indie movies you need to look out for uh, what this one you have to watch I was like okay I gotta watch it then at some point um, and um, you know part of part of you joining this podcast was so I could show you weird movies so I thought this would be perfect one to 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 discuss on the podcast yeah sure <laughs> I mean it's a movie that would never have popped up on my radar to be honest exactly um, because as much as you've grown as a movie appreciator uh, and and critic I suppose you still uh, you're still struggling a little bit with the with the weirder stuff yes um Here's a here's an uh, like behind the scenes look. We were we were uh, thinking about doing an episode on uh, natural born killers a while back. <laughs> um, so I I actually uh, I, I, ca- I came over to Rebecca's house mm-hmm. and we watched it together. Well, but about, we started watching it. <laughs> yeah, we started watching it, and about what like 30, 40 minutes in, you were like, "Can we turn this off? <laughs> this is too weird." <laughs> yeah, you know, there are so, certain kinds of weird that work. That one was just. Annoyingly weird. Yeah. Uh, hey, hey, short spoiler cast on that one. Rebecca thinks it's annoyingly weird. I think it's like one of the most important movies about the <laughs> 90s, made in the 90s, you know? Um, yeah. It's an underappreciated masterpiece. Anyway, sure. <laughs> <laughs> let's, uh, let's move on um, to You Won't Be Alone. And w- once again, I'm going to ask you to start then. What did you think of the movie? It's a hard um, little bit of what you think, but yeah, no, watching it was really. First of all, it's kind of difficult because it's in Macedonian. Yeah, what little well, we had, what sometimes. little um, um, dialogue, dialogue there is. Yeah, so we really need to focus. Um, yeah, you actually have to watch the movie. Oh my god! No, but like properly focus. Like you can't even fucking blink. <laughs> you might have misunderstood something. Yeah. Um, I mean, you always you always get the point. You get what they're trying to say. Even if you miss a few words here and there, but it, it it it's it's hard to keep track of something when it's so difficult to understand them. It's like I said with um back when we did the Oscars episodes with Drive My Car. Drive My Car, yes. There's there's almost too much effort to keep <coughs> keep listening to the this this language you don't understand at all. Well, it's also, um, I think especially with these two movies. Um, the way we watch them, because you know, 
They're not technically available in our in our country. Yeah. Because we live in a fucking culturally backwards country called Sweden. <laughs> um, so we don't get certain movies. Um, so, you know, we have to get them other ways. I don't know. They just pop up on my screen and I watch them. Um, but, yeah, the subtitling isn't always perfect. Yeah. Um, and, I'm, and, I'm, and also, I think there's a certain... Um, not language, obviously language barrier, but like a a, a, tran- a translation barrier because we don't speak like they do. Yeah, it doesn't perfectly translate to English when they yeah. I, so I think, so some even of the dialogue. even if we get like what they're trying to say, it feels off it's, sometimes. Cause it sounds off sometimes. Yes, but I mean, yeah, you can tell that that's not really the word they would have used. No, exactly. But that's that's not the movie's fault. No, no. <laughs> That's just um, us not knowing Macedonian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I but this, um, this I is mean, the first time I've ever heard, I think, Macedonian language spoken outside of like Eurovision Song Contest. Yeah, probably. Because <laughs> I never watched but, Macedonian movies, or have I, I don't think I've ever met a Macedonian person. So no, probably not. Mm. But um. You know, considering afterwards, when you think about the movie a little bit more and you just read what other people thought of it, then yeah, it makes sense. It's a, it's it's a beautiful movie. First of all, it's very, very. Yes. How do you say? It? It's um, it's very calm somehow, despite yes. all the things that happens. It's it's, it's like it's a pretty. It's someone a pretty called it poetry. Movie, yes, it's it's very slow. Um, uh, it's it's meditative. I saw a lot of people, yeah. and this this was kind of funny because I didn't I didn't read any reviews before I wrote mine. Of course, if you want to read my review, it's on um uh, letterbox.com slash um I don't even know. Say well, yours, yeah, or I think you can search for Tobias VD and you'll find it. Right, right, right. There's also a link on our link tree, I think. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Um. So it was kind of funny because I wrote that it was a uh um. A meditation the, on humanity. Exactly, it's a medit. It's a meditation on humanity. And then I read some reviews, and like a lot of people use me- medi- meditative or meditation, or you know, yeah, meditation like, yeah, on life and humanity, or something like that. Yeah, because that's literally what it is. Like it's like, just like meditation. It's very slow, methodical. Um, very like it's uh, it, it feels it feels so yeah calming almost. Even though some of the stuff that happens is horrific. Yeah, but it opens up uh, be- also because we get to see so many different stages of life through the same person's eyes. Yeah, but also yeah, it's the same person, but from different perspectives. Yes, which is very very rare. Um, but it adds movies. this whole like you're going through the, an entire life, but you're going through different lives, and you're still the same core of person. Yeah. So you see get- everything through the same person's eyes, I suppose. Yeah. Which um, adds to the whole experiencing life to the fullest kind of thing. Yeah. Now this is a brand new. Well, it's not brand new anymore, but I mean, it's 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 not. not a, I don't think a lot of people have seen it, so we, we no, don't want to spoil it too much. It. Uh, premiered in Sundance. Must have been last year, right? January twenty twenty two. Technically, apparently. Oh, okay. Okay. But it's yeah, if absolutely. you Google it, it's like labeled twenty twenty one. But I think that's because they finished it then. Yeah, exactly. Um, so we don't want to spoil too much, but I can say that um, the little the little description on IMDb is not exactly what the movie is about. It makes it sound Hell like a completely no. different movie. 
Um, it's very so different. <laughs> I think we need to spoil a little bit about what the movie is about. Well, yeah, we can sense. we yeah. can explain the movie without spoiling all the twists and turns. Yeah. So what the movie is really about is that there is an old witch, old maid Maria. Yes. Um. Who who uh, is is uh, she's kind. Of, she's one uh, of those fairy tales that you tell children to be careful about so they don't yeah, run but away. She's, but, but she's, she's actually real. real, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um. She's a witch. Um. Who um. She she. She goes home to this woman. I guess she's a widower or something, because it's just the woman. There's no husband or man there. Or yeah, whatever. and how they translated it, it's like she lives in Old Maid Maria's old home. Yes, yes. Um, and uh, Maria goes there to take her child, basically. Yeah. Um, they don't. It's. I guess Macedonian, like. Culture doesn't explain witches quite the same way we do. There's a lot of like shape shifting, and they're kind of, from what I understand, almost immortal because yes. they can like take people's bodies. Yes. Um. So she goes there to take a newborn baby's body, basically. Um. And and the mom is like, please, please don't. Like, I'll I'll give her to you when when she's when she's older. Let me have her until she's sixteen at least. Um, and she marks herself. She cuts her arm like as a as a as a show of a like a, a token of faith or something or good faith. And Maria's like, "Well, we have to mark the baby as well." And she rips out the baby's tongue. Yeah, that's what she does, with, right? Yeah, it was kind of unclear, and also it's so dumb. Um, I, I thought guess she that's... just like I don't know took her vocal cords or something. Yeah. That, but that's yeah, which she does because she doesn't have any scars later, and it's so. It's, uh, sorry, I have to nitpick before we go on with the with the premise, because <laughs> um, the baby is screaming. Every baby in this movie just screams. There's oh, a yes. couple of babies, and they never do anything else but scream, except for the last baby, I suppose. Um, and when Maid Maria rips out the baby's tongue, the baby stops screaming, and like, oh yeah, I get it. When you don't have a tongue, you can't speak but yeah. you can still make sounds you just can't make words because the tongue is needed to make the t's and r's and l's and stuff but the baby shouldn't stop screaming if anything it should scream even more since you ripped out part of its body <laughs> yes for some reason it stopped screaming i thought that was very annoying and i was like ah shit i, I just like in the first five minutes ten minutes maybe <laughs> yeah it's just like, oh no. Maybe it's just a, it's it's part of the spell that she stole the voice kind of thing. Yeah, I guess. The, the I guess. kid is just stunned, I guess. Yeah, because then, then later or right after that, the mother takes the baby to a, like a, a sacred cave. It's a, yeah. it's a holy cave. There's, there's cross. Because there's a and, cross somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and she puts the baby there and says, "She can't get to you in here. She can't like cross the holy something, whatever." Yeah. Um. And then she goes back and says, oh my god, the wolf eaters. They keeps calling them wolf eaters, or eateresses, since they're women, instead yes. of calling them witches. The only one who calls them witches is uh, the main character. Um, she took my baby, she took my baby. And then fast forward, like, yeah, I'm guessing about 16 years. And this poor baby has grown up alone out there in that cave. Her mom yeah. has come by and, like, given her food and stuff, but... She is, she's basically feral. No. She doesn't know anything about the outside world. She's only seen, like, 
What little she has seen are through holes in the roof of this. Uh, or the yeah, ceiling. so she's not she's not like unaccustomed to sunlight. No, no, and no. she's only heard the noises of people passing by, but she never meets anyone. Yeah, that's why she keeps saying like the sky eats everything because yeah. anything she sees it disappears when it when it passes. You know, those holes in the in the in the ceiling. Um, and you know, leave, leaves to her are just these things that falls from the sky. She doesn't know that they're attached to trees and st- you know stuff yeah. like that. Um, and uh, her mom hasn't like I guess she's like taught her to speak sort of because she can. Ha- she has inner monologue or inner yes. dialogue monologue. Yeah, I suppose the mother talks to her even yeah, though she but can't it's reply. A, it feels like a a pretty like loveless relationship, even though she hit her there out of love and she does she, she's not like she's not taught her anything about the outside world she just kept her there for 16 years yeah um but then of I, course the witch arrives <laughs> yeah what were you gonna say no I, I was thinking like i mean after 16 years of trying to keep this child safe and realizing that she's slowly becoming just like you said feral i suppose you kind of give up on keep giving the love and stuff even though you've spent all this time trying yeah. to keep the baby safe I don't know I, yeah. I guess it just becomes tedious eventually I guess yeah also um, she probably knows she's gonna fail because yeah, you can't because really win against a witch when you make a promise like that no so 16 years go past or go by um, and yeah one day uh, a f- I think it's a falcon or maybe it's a bigger no it's an eagle an eagle lands in the cave um, and we we've we've earlier in the movie, you know, uh, discovered that you know uh, witches or wolf eateresses are uh, shapeshifters. So the mother uh, appears and like ah shoo shoo get out of here and she chases the eagle out of the cave. But then she comes back and she's all changed. Yes, almost like she has shapeshifted. So yeah, the witch killed the mother and took over her body and then takes uh the little girl or i guess now the woman well not quite the girl the teenager <laughs> the teenager yeah um and uh she makes her a witch which which was also something that wasn't quite explained i, I tried to figure it out but cuz she uses her witch spit which is like a ritual hunt how you like you uh, you um I think you get grant wishes i wasn't able to find anything about it but that's what they do in the movie you, yeah. you mark them with your claws, and then you spit blood into the wound, and that kind of does something. Other times they do it in the movie, it's to uh, to grant wishes. So I'm guessing. Yeah, that's I it guess is. it depends on what your your affirmation is with it, or something like what you're putting into it, perhaps. Yeah, yeah. So and she says like. I only get to do one witch spit, so you know, and I, and I, uh, so th- this is the only time she's gonna do it. So she can have like, she can have a daughter. Basically, feels like. Yeah, because she's um, obviously lonely. Yeah, um, and we'll we can maybe get to that later. It feels almost like we're gonna have to explain the plot of this movie to make it make sense. Makes sense. We're trying to uh, trying to avoid. Yeah, we'll we'll avoid certain spoilers. things though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so she takes this this teenager with her out into the wilds where they where she lives because uh, she's a witch. So she lives in the forest and you know teaches her how to drink blood because all witches eat or drink is blood. I, I, um, yeah, I feel like it's a crossover from vampires and witches, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah, almost. Yeah, because it's it's based on Macedonian folklore and like yes. stories that the the director Goran something. 
uh, was like told when he was a child. Stolevsky? Stolevsky, right, yeah. Um, so, from my understanding, it's very tradition. It's a traditional kind of like, uh, yeah, it's it's folk horror. Kind yeah. Of like the witch, you know? <laughs> yeah, but it's, you know, specific to Macedonia. Yeah. Um, but since the child or the teenager has like, she has no no knowledge of the world she she first of all she acts like a child she acts like well, yeah. 3 years old basically she, she she has obviously had like stunted growth <laughs> she's she's not a teenager at in any sense of the word um and uh, she doesn't understand things and she can't speak obviously um so she's kind of a um she's kind of a a disappointment to the witch so at, yeah. at one at one point, the witch just abandons her. Like, ah, you were, you're a disgrace. I can't believe I wasted my wish spit on you. And just leaves her in the forest. And it is at that point, and all oh, right, and she made her a witch. She she has the mark. She has the the claws that a witch has. Yes, that's what happened when she spit on her. <laughs> she did the witch spit. She became a witch. Um, so she just leaves her there. And at that point, you know, well, she just, when she leaves, she. She sh- basically shows her without, like, instructing her how to shapeshift. Yeah, she turns into a wolf or a or a dog or something. I think it's a wolf. I think it's a wolf. Yeah. Um. So she just leaves her there, and you know, le- leaves her to 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 make it on her own, basically. <laughs> yeah. Um. And and she she happens upon uh some people in a field. That are uh, you know a cornfield, and one of them are, is giving birth, standing up. Yeah, um, that's the first time she meets other people, right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. I'm um, trying to remember in which order things happened. <laughs> yeah. So she, and she, so this is where she starts like um, exploring other people. Like she she um, she goes into the village. Um, she runs around a little bit and just like chases chickens. And stuff. Yeah, yeah. But then I mean, she, she explores f- stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And all while having this inner, inner di- inner monologue about the things, the things she sees. Yeah. And now it's not the now it's not the sky swallowing things anymore. It's the forest. No, the sky is still swallowing everything because the horizon is. Yeah. Where she stops seeing things. It's, 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 she, she explains everything so interestingly. Her life is like a river because she just they just keep moving through the forest like water and she calls the life or water life or something she I don't remember exactly what she says, but it's that's yeah, also it's like part of why it's kind of hard to decipher what they're talking about because she doesn't speak like a regular person she doesn't no, know she how just, a regular person speaks she just knows a few words and she she uh, very she clings to them very much so everything yeah. is like you said the river is life. Everything flows yeah. like a river. And then she is like, trees are magical to her, the way she looks at them. Yeah. She um, doesn't and- understand, you know, what humans do when sounds come out of their mouths when they open them. Yeah. She doesn't, she doesn't know how to say that that's just speech and what they're talking about. Yeah. Um, but but in, a, in a hayloft, she discovers a little baby. Uh, another right. baby who just screams and cries and cries and screams. Um, so she, you know, she's just looking at it. And then Numirapas comes out of nowhere and gets murdered in her first 30 seconds in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it's Numirapas' baby and, uh, you yeah. know, the girl doesn't really know what to do and just reacts. 
Yeah, so she kills uh, Numira Paz. With the witch um, claws, right? Yeah, because she has the one that's in... She has, like, her, her nails are, like, claws. But there's also one claw growing out of her palms. Yes. Which all witches has. Um, Apparently. <laughs> I'm guessing it's supposed to be, like, like on a bird. It's the one pointing backwards. I think so. Leg. Yeah. So they're kind of like... Kind of like... Uh, <laughs> I guess it's, a, it's an amalgamation of a bunch of witch stuff. It's like a hag raven in Skyrim, you know. They have like witches. They're witches, yeah. but they have like bird-like features. I don't know. Anyway, um, but she, now now she has this dead body here, so she sees this as a perfect opportunity to disguise herself as part of this village. So she takes on Numina Paz's shape in the most disgusting way, which we see hints of earlier in the movie, to shapeshift the witch like rips out the guts and flesh from a person and shoves it in her own body by opening up yeah. like a wound on her chest. I don't know if they replace their their heart with theirs or something. Something like that, yeah. They put then parts to... of the dead person's body into themselves to take on their form. Yeah, it's disgusting. Yeah. Um <laughs> um and then we know when they want to shapeshift back to just pull out all the guts and flesh. Yeah, it's, it's like so put weird. it in a pocket. It's so weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but it's a pretty cool effect when she just opens up her chest. It looks super. Yeah, realistic. there's one. I think it's later on when we actually like they zoom in on it and just put. Yeah. That's the only thing we see. And it's really well made. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's there's not a lot of like special effects, but it's it's that one and a couple of more things, and they're all pretty well made. Oh yeah, I guess because they had so little to focus on. Like we're gonna make these three things very <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah, because the rest of the movie is just her walking around in villages and amongst people and just experiencing them and studying them basically. Yeah, yeah. Because from there on, you know, she spends. Sometime as Numera Paz's character, I don't remember her name. They don't they don't mention her by name, but she has a name in the credits. Yeah. Bosilka something. Bosilka, yeah, yeah. I think. Um, and she starts experiencing um, uh, the the first thing she experiences is the difference between women and men because she's never met another. She doesn't know what woman or man is, but she's figuring out that, oh, there's two different kinds of people. And I am a woman. And yeah. woman does this, man does that. Uh, um, we should point out that even though she takes another person's form, she still can't speak. No, exactly. I mean, she has a tongue, though. That's the first thing she experiences as uh, Numera Paz. Oh, she, like, that's right. Because she keeps sticking her tongue out and, like, eating hay and stuff. Like, yeah. Oh, oh, oh. But she doesn't know how to speak, so she, she can't, you know. Uh, she's never done it, so. Exactly. Um, and she and she starts discovering, like, um, she discovers, like, emotions, which is a thing she's never had. She's never had emotions, which is so weird. She's never experienced so, anything that makes her happy or sad, so she doesn't know what crying is. Yeah, she sees laughing. a woman crying, and she tries to imitate her, which just... The, the disrespect to like yeah. fake cry in the face of someone who's crying but she doesn't know any better but um, it's, it's interesting though because first of all Numera Paz does a great job doing all of yeah. that all of the emotions she explores amazing yeah <laughs> we, should, uh, that should be, we should also say that I think everyone in the movie is great I mean oh, yes. a lot of them are just like extras doing you know extra stuff but I mean it all feels so authentic everyone yes. feels like a, like a you know like a 19th Peasant century farmer from yeah villager. exactly. It feels very authentic. Yeah. Um, 
and especially then the, the the actors who have a little more to do, like Numera Pass and Alice Englert and the guy. Because at one point she, she shapeshifts into a man. Yeah. It's either Carlotto Cotta or Felix Maritaudo. Maritaudo? I don't know how to pronounce that. Yeah. I think it's one of those. I'm not sure because I can't really see their faces properly. Yeah. But th- throughout the movie then, now we can kind of like... Uh, skip through it. Yeah, be vague. Because throughout the movie, she keeps realizing that she doesn't... Like, like there are always an aspect of humanity or, like, society. Specifically um, this this little yeah. world that she's experiencing at the moment. That, like, like it's not it's not the best. I mean, there are, there are good aspects of it, but usually, you know... She finds there a is, flaw. She finds a flaw and she, she wants to get away from it. Because it's a big like, enough flaw that it's annoying or, or just, you know, I'm not happy here. Why should I stay, basically? Yeah. But she's always drawn back to it because it's it's even if it sometimes isn't great, it's better than being alone. Yeah, and also um, it's, I think it's what it's, she's experiencing. Yeah, least. and every time she runs into it, she always runs into it at a happy moment, so to speak. She never just walks into a fight. She walks into someone being happy or people working together or something. Yeah, exactly. So she's like, "Ooh, this looks happy. I'm gonna try this one." Yeah, but she realizes that you know life is not. Always fair to no. to uh, to women, especially back then. Um, so she she gets out of there, and then she experiences life as a man, realizing that the world of men is pretty harsh, especially when you don't understand things. Yes. Um, that one is kind of funny though, because at that point she like knows how to shapeshift. So she actually and she she figures out what men like because she you know she found that out as well. Yeah. So she, so she uh, <laughs> she lures. Which is also like like how she without even like knowing what a witch is or what witches do, she uses her witchy powers the way witches do to get ahead because she lures him with her with her beautiful body um, uh, down to you know, you know a secluded area and kills him. You know that's why that's why all women were accused of being witches back in the days. Yeah, because women are just we we just have that power, especially over men who are stupid. Yeah, <laughs> you know, so they just had to accuse everyone of being witches because they don't know that that's just nature. That's just being a human. That's not witchery, really. You know, you know. There's also a theory. I don't know too much about it, um, but in like at least in you know the big Salem witch trials during what, the 1600s or something, something like that. Um, in that area where all that the the center of all the witch burnings, which we yeah, have the Salem, Massachusetts yeah. area, where all that happened. Um, there was like a um, like a ten year period or something, where they have discovered that um, because of like the climate at the time and during that period, there was an increase in uh, uh, mushroom growth, like the the you know the kind that is hallucinogenic. Oh right. And it was stuff that they ate because they didn't know any better. Like it was just so they hallucinated they a lot. <laughs> yeah, like for ten years, people walked around like fucked up. And, you know, you see things when you're on mushrooms. Yeah. So, so they someone... think that might have uh, contributed to witch burnings. Because as soon as those mushrooms, like, died out because the climate changed, it became drier, more arid. Yeah. The witch burning stopped. Yeah, There's that a would correlation. They don't. They can't prove it, of course, but there is correlation between when the mushrooms started growing in that area and when they disappeared and the witch burning started and stopped. I mean, that makes sense. Uh, yeah. Along with, you know, the... The influence of the church, 
them yeah. influencing people who are high <laughs> is much easier. Exactly. Yeah, so fuck you can that, exaggerate shit. And they're like, yeah. oh yeah, I saw that, and then they start seeing it because they're hallucinating. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, anyway, back to the movie. I just like, <laughs> totally I makes sense. Heard about it? Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, where were we? Right. So she starts experiencing the world as a man, and it's 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 very different, but it's also. Uh, a, I mean, a she still more, has more harsh. she still has a little bit of a disadvantage. As first of all, she's not used to the proportions of a man. She's she's like falls a lot in the beginning because she can't really control <laughs> his can't. big body. <laughs> um, and again, she can't speak, so she's quite quickly becomes an outcast. Yeah, even amongst which, the men because they're like, "Why aren't you talking, dude?" Yeah, which is kind of what happened with the when she was Numina Pasa's character. As yeah. Well. Even though they accepted her more because they were like, oh, she hit her head or she went crazy from childbirth. Yeah. They had they ex- never, explanations, you know, at least. With him, they, they really, really accepted her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that, that, then... But that's also the first time she experiences... Because she, she, she has a few experiences with sex before that, right? Yes. Yeah. I think so. But as, as a man, it's the first time... You know, she experiences a woman actually wanting sex. Does she become this... a, another woman in between that? No, I maybe I remember it wrong. I don't remember. She becomes so many. Because she becomes she could be, she she she's practically raped at one point, and I think that's before she's a uh, man. Or is that yes. as Numi? I don't remember. I think. Uh, <laughs> damn it! Now I don't remember. No, it might uh, be another part in between, but that's a short one. I think she leaves quite yeah, quickly after that experience, and like, she, no, she fuck beca- that. <laughs> she becomes the she becomes the wife of someone. Yeah, and he is a, he. It's an abusive relationship. Of yeah, you know, where yeah, that's where so she, she leaves about, that quite quickly. Yeah, she learns about the cheek slaps. Right, Sla- the slapping cheeks. Because yeah. she keeps getting hit in the face by people. Because she's stupid. Or she appears stupid because she can't speak. She doesn't understand things. Yeah. yeah. Um, but she experiences... like As a man, uh, she experienced a positive thing about it, I suppose. Yeah, well, also a woman actually taking initiative and wanting to have sex yeah. with him. Her, whatever, they. Um, <laughs> the witch yeah. girl. And she, she also experiences... Yeah, she experiences an orgasm as a man. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> I, I I choked on the word. Oh my god. <laughs> um, um, which of course you know gives her insight into why they are the way they are. Yeah. <clears throat> She's like, oh. Yeah. Now, now I I I don't condone their but their behavior, but I understand it. Because it's like, whoa, what is happening? <laughs> um. Anyway, but then <clears throat> she she um. Yeah, being a man doesn't work out. So she, 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 uh, she finds she, an opportunity to, to change, change again. That, yeah, because there's a child who actually fell off a cliff as a bunch of children were playing, and she, di- <coughs> she died. The kid she died. cracked her skull open. Yeah. So um, um, so she takes the, the the child's body basically. Yeah. Which causes a bit of confusion, but at the same time is a valid reason for her not to be speaking. Yeah. She takes over the the child's body and rejoins her um, community. Yes. Still as a mute. But they kind of explain that away. Like, oh, but she hit her head. She'll grow out of it. Yeah. I mean, she doesn't. No. Um, That's when she becomes Biliana. Biliana, yes. Which is... uh, As an older person played by um, Alice Englert. Yes. 
which is kind of funny because I, I think that's supposed to be the main character. Yes. But she appears when there's half half an hour left of the movie, basically. Or like 35, 40 yeah. minutes. <laughs> it is, however, when she experience, experiences the most out of life, I suppose. Yeah, because since she has yeah lived an entire life, or at least, you know, 16 years of a life, without knowing anything, like we said before, she is basically a child still. <clears throat> yeah. So trying to experience this, experience life as a grown woman or a grown man is just it's not gonna work because she doesn't have the experience. So her becoming a child again is just you know it's the way it should. She have gets been. to restart. Yeah, she gets <laughs> she get a fresh start. She gets to experience a good life from what we understand because that that village or that community seems you know a bit more you know uh, harmonious. Uh, for the yes. most part, you know. I mean, it's still it's still at least towards 17th, the children, 18th so century, speak. yeah, Macedonia. Yeah. So, but still, but we get to see we get to see images of of her getting like her hair braided and brushed by her mother, and like playing with friends and falling in love as a young child. Still, you know that first puppy yeah, love kind of yeah. thing, which I think it's the same dude. She eventually, as she grows up. She ends up married. I think right? so. Yeah, I think that's the same boy. Yeah. I suppose, but they were both adults, sort of. Yeah. by the end, and she, you know, and and they're a perfect fit because he's kind of an outcast as well, since he, I think he, yeah, has, he doesn't seem to speak yeah. much. <laughs> I think he. I, I'm getting the feeling they don't explain it obviously, since they didn't know what it was back then. But I'm getting the feeling he's like autistic, slightly autistic. Yeah. Probably. He's the he's the he's the village fool, as you would say back then. Yeah. <laughs> um. You know he's he's quiet and and he doesn't really he doesn't speak. That's a big no. Thing. Yeah. Because yeah. she feels a connection to him. Yeah. They don't have to speak. Exactly. Their love is beyond that. And since they're yeah, since they're both outcasts, you know he he doesn't have that. Um. Because they they talk a lot about you know how how um. Well, they they get married. I guess we're just explaining the whole movie here. They get married because uh, uh, she grows up. Uh, we, did you say that? She actually grows up. Yeah, we did say that. She grows up. That's when she she's played by Alice Engler. Yeah, all right. Um, and they decide to get married, I, I guess. They can. I don't know if they decide. Yeah, yeah. Because they do say... <laughs> but they're not against it. Yeah, there's like someone says like, yeah, whatever. Let's just do it. Basically say, fuck yeah. it. Let them get married because they seem to like each other. Um. And, and it looks better that way. Yeah, and they have the <laughs> ceremony, and that like wedding dress or whatever she's wearing, I like audibly said, "What the fuck?" Because yeah, that it was not like a beautiful wedding dress. She looked like a demon. <laughs> yeah, they covered her face completely. Like she could probably not see. Yeah, uh, it's just a short thing. But I'm uh, just like, oh, that wedding dress or whatever you want to call it, the wedding ceremonial garb. Um, yeah. But, and then of course you know it's the wedding night and the, all the women are explaining like like oh don't don't worry this is for the man once again how how sexual pleasure is not supposed to be yeah. for, for a woman but he he is not he he doesn't understand he's not like other men of course since he's an outcast he's not dominant in that sense no exactly um and she of course has experienced she has experienced you know pleasure through sex, yeah. although as a man, but still, you know. Um, so they're on equal terms when it comes to that, and they're like, their their relationship is very um, egalitarian. Yeah, 
it's not like ah oh, he's the man so he's the he's the man of the house or anything no they're they're just in a relationship together and she she actually experiences like a good life as she has all the way yeah. up until then and continuing to do with him she experiences like there can be you know harmony between people and she's happy um she starts like she's smiling for like the first time she's understanding what what emotions are yeah. um, with him um, she gets the little feelings, as she says. Um, <clears throat> but something we haven't talked about is that throughout her different lives or her different experiences... Um, yeah, experiences. Yeah. The witch, old maid Maria, has kept, like, showing up just to, like, see what she's doing. And, like, trying, like... Yeah, oh. almost teasing yeah, her. Like, oh, you're trying to disguise yourself as one of them? It's never going to work. You stupid idiot. They're going to find out. Yeah. Um... You're not one of them. I mean, she keeps sort of proving her she's, wrong by, you know. She manages. They don't expect her. I think it's a one point where they're like, she might be a witch. Yes. But she quickly leaves and just, you know, that's it. Tr- she's they, done. They try to get <laughs> evil spirits out of uh, the guy when she becomes the guy. Yeah. Like oh he 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 laid with a wolf eateress that 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 serves him right then for losing his mind. Which is kind yeah. of true, but it's not him. It's her. The wolf eaters is in him now. So, but yeah, yeah, it's kind of what happens. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, but now then she appears. You know, now that she's having a, a happy life, um, she, but she appears as a pig who kills her husband. I, see, I was a little bit. That is the witch, yes, right? Because <laughs> she talks about her, her. Um, how how Maid Maria is is filled with like she's filled with rage and envy or an envious rage, yeah, because of what happened to her, which we haven't discussed. That we could at least keep that because when she is a small yes. child, she's told the story of Old Maid Maria. Well, yeah, because you know that's that's a it's a folklore basically. Yeah, yeah. By then, um. I mean, we also have that little section just after she's married. And she has the she has a baby. She has a baby of her own. Yeah. Um, but she's very afraid that that old maid Maria is gonna come and she knows claim that, you know, the child. Just take children, much like you know. she was claimed. Yeah, exactly. And and how she you know killed the mother. She killed Numira Pass, even if it was an accident. Yeah. And kind of you know wanted to take care of that child, but you know. Yeah. Once again, her inadvertently doing witchy stuff, even though she doesn't know what it is <laughs> to be a witch. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I guess it helps having claws in your hands. Yeah, but yeah. Kind of accidentally do witchy things then. Yeah. Um, yeah. So she wants to protect her child once again. She has feelings for another human being, for this child, yes. not just the the husband, but the child now. Um, but then, yeah, the husband dies, and that which they don't even comment on, but it's the first time. She actually cries. She she finds out about oh, that's right. you know the water is running from her face and she she feels yeah. sadness. And then sometime later Maria appears um to take her baby. Yeah. Um and cuz cuz that's kind of what Maria was always looking for. She wa- she she wanted she, wants what a... she never got when she was before she became a witch, you know. Yeah, she wants a child. I mean, that's why, you know, all witches kind of want the children of people for some reason. Yeah. One reason or another, I should say. I should say. Yeah. So, but she but then at that point she's so envious that that um 
Biliana at this point, the the girl yes. from the beginning. Yeah. The girl. <laughs> she actually managed to you know, like become part of society and become part of humanity again. She wasn't an outcast yeah. anymore. She found a place in the world. She got to just take another person's place, but still, you know, be a normal human. Yeah. Um, something that Maria... For a lifetime, almost. Something that Maria never got to experience, you know, because of what happened to her before she, when she became a witch. Um, I think Maria also kind of realizes that, oh shit, if I wasn't so angry and perhaps vengeful, yeah. I could have just done that. Yeah, exactly. So she exacts her revenge by slitting the baby's throat. She's like, oh yeah. no. But then, without even... I guess we're just we're just talking about the whole movie. Yeah, Whatever. that's not really like the, what happens in the movie isn't really the point. No, of the that's movie, exactly though. what we're talking. That's the plot. The story. That's not yeah. the story. The story is the themes and the the meditations as we're talking about. Yes. But anyway, yeah. Without so when Maria slits the baby's throat, she just like, like the mother, the girl, yeah. she snaps into it and turns the baby into a witch. Yes, right. Yes, she without hesitation uses her one witch's spit. To bring the baby back to life. Yes, turning her into a witch, but, you know, that might be worth Making it. Making her immortal? Yeah. She has. She gets to have her own baby for the rest of her life. Yeah. Um, and, and at that point, she knows that even a witch can live a good life, so... Yeah. It's not really a curse. Maybe a little bit, you know, if someone finds out, but... Um, as long as they manage to keep their claws hidden, they're probably good. Yeah. And Maria just can't understand. She's like, you just gave it up without hesitation? The one like the one thing we have over them, she's like, oh. yeah. She's like, yeah, because she doesn't say it, but you know we understand because she she felt true true love to this baby. Yeah, because she loves this child and she wants to be with it forever. And it's her child. That power is much stronger than any any unholy powers you get for from being yes. a witch. Like you learn everywhere, even in Harry Potter, the strongest power there is is love. Yeah. <laughs> Listen to Hugh Lewis in the news. They know what they're talking about. The power of love. Oh, yes. It's a curious thing. <laughs> exactly. Um, and I think at that point, even Maria, like, cries, right? I think we see tears in her face. Yeah. Because yeah. she realized... No, I'm not sure if it's, like, she's sad that she she wasted so much of her own time, I, or if she's happy for them, or if she's just, I don't know, upset in general. <laughs> I, think, I think it's her realizing that she is... You know, because of all her hate and her envy and her rage, she has wasted hundreds of years. Because from what I understand, she, she's at least like a hundred years old. Well, yeah, because she's an old legend when they talk about yeah. her around the camp- campfire, sort of. She wasted, uh, uh, yeah, a century on just roaming the the, the, the forests and be, being this angry witch character when she could have actually had a life. Yeah. yeah, I mean, she could have literally chosen any life she wanted. Yeah, yeah. But it, that also has to do with how she became a witch. It was kind of, you know... It yes, was one of, that's true. It was kind of a, a wish from a monkey's paw. It's a wish that comes with a curse later on, sort of, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, see, it's it's, it's the, understandable the, why she chose the, the, the life she did. Because of what happened. I mean, it's not it's not always a choice either. It's just you know, it's, it's what happens, kind of what yeah. happens when shit goes down. Yeah. So yeah, the all of this was just to explain why the text on IMDb is completely wrong. Yeah, 
it's not a, a witch stealing a, a, a young girl. No, that's the first no, 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 she's... 20 minutes. The rest yeah. is the girl then discovering what, what it means to be human. Yeah, and living life. Warts and all. Uh, exactly. Witches. <laughs> but this has... Uh, the, the movie has... Um, very mixed. It's either like a two star movie or it's a four to five star movie. Yeah, according to people, both on uh, both on Letterboxd and IMDb, it has a yeah a pretty solid Metascore seventy nine, which is pretty good. Yes. Um, I haven't read any of those reviews though. Um. <clears throat> no, me neither. But I, I I've I've mostly read the ones on on Letterboxd for once. Yeah, we have, but. You know what? We kind of went right into a discussion about what the movie's about and then talking about uh, the actual plot, but we haven't talked about what we thought of the movie. Well, you, you mentioned a little bit. Well, but... I mentioned... that. that see, that's the thing. Because watching it, trying to keep up with what's happening and at the same time understanding what they're trying to show you and tell you what the plot is and what's the story, and then also doing it in Macedonian. Yeah. <laughs> It made it kind of difficult to keep track of what's happening and, and understand everything. So for me, it wasn't the best movie to watch. No. It wasn't fantastic. I did not, at first, see all the the meditative aspects of it and, and how it's a, a experience. Yeah. For me, it was just like, what the hell is going on? She's walking around. She's talking to herself. Now she's this person. Now I mean, she's that the person. acting is, is great. Yeah, everyone. Like I said, yeah, everyone's but, great. Like, what are they trying to do? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't really get that until I started reading people's reviews and and, and then it makes sort sense. of yeah. Okay, it's the cycle yeah. of life. It's uh, you know, the bad with the good and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, which is yeah, uh, which is why I now as we're talking about it, I appreciate it more. Yeah. But I'm not sure I'm gonna rewatch it unless I guess I find a dubbed version. No, it's not. <laughs> Which is horrible. It's. Not... I shouldn't say that because you should dub movies. Is, no, we shouldn't do that. The only the only movies you should dub are like kids movies because kids. Yes. You know, they need to listen to their own language. It's hard to read and appreciate a movie at the same time. Anything yeah. else? Subtitles, please. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> and. Um, yeah, like it's not a yeah, it's it's not like it's not like Die Hard. I'm not gonna watch this every like once every year because it was such an amazing movie. It's more like no. a movie like um, uh, I don't know, Phantom Thread. Like I've seen that twice in the five years it's it's been out. I love that movie, but I'm not like oh, I want to watch it all the time because it's kind of a no, tough watch. No, it's not. It's not an ex- exciting experience. It's just if you want to watch it, you watch it because you. One experience that ex- specific emotion, I suppose, yeah. or like contemplate life in this case. Yeah, and I, and I mean, though I have to say, the tags drama and horror doesn't really work for me. I don't see it as a horror film, even though it has to do with a witch. It's not scary. No, it's not. It's not particularly scary. There's a couple of moments that are kind of like, yeah, unnerving, sure, but it's not scary. Um, but I, I no. think it technically falls into folk horror. Sure, I think it does. Um, but because it it does have certain horrific bits and pieces yeah. here and there, specifically tied to the folktale bits. Yeah, but yeah, I wouldn't call it a horror movie. I wouldn't. It's no, a, it's a drama. It's a it's kind of outside genres because yeah, it has some horror, it has some drama. It's it's a movie. You know what? It's just, it's an experience. Um, 
But yeah, it's 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 uh, it's because you have movies that you can watch over and over again because they're very easily digestible and you know, oh, there's this fun car chase and it's awesome to watch. But you know, a lot of movies aren't like that. Movies are supposed to be like experienced and then talked about. Maybe you rewatch it sometime with someone who you think is going to enjoy it or something like that. But I I don't see that as a detriment. I mean. No, no, no. Of course, it's a plus if you can watch a movie over and over again. But I don't, I don't think you have to. A great movie doesn't have to be a movie you can watch over and over again. No, no. There are different kinds of movies. There are movies that are um, a great experience that you only need to have once. Yeah. And there are movies that are entertaining that you can rewatch. Yeah. Without having to focus too. Perfect much. example. I think I brought up before Shaun of the Dead. It is infinitely yeah. rewatchable because it's so clever, it's so funny. Um, that's also that like, comedies. Comedies are great for rewatching because hey, it makes you laugh. You want to laugh, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Which is why you don't watch sad movies too often. No, exactly. You don't want to cry too much. It's good to experience it. It's good to know. You know, sometimes life is hard and life is sad. Yeah. Another thing I just heard on the 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 Joe Rogan podcast, um, they were doing their little. Get group get together where they do some like spin off on the podcast, but whatever. Um, and they for some reason they started talking very briefly about a marriage story, you know, the Adam Driver Scarlett Johansson movie that I have yet to oh see, my. but I've added it on my watch list. We should do an episode on that as well because it's one of the best movies <laughs> come out in the last 10 years. Um, and um, because I think, yeah, they they briefly talk about Adam Driver and, and Joe mentions the scene where, you know, they scream at each other because he saw that on like, yeah. YouTube. And they're like, oh, yeah, it's Marriage Story. It's great. He's like, yeah, but I don't want to watch movies like that. I don't want to watch movies about stuff that, like, happens next door to you. He he likes to watch happy movies. He does, like, yeah. why would you watch something that makes you sad? But, and I was like, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of funny because... When I showed that to our parents, like this or last Christmas, no, it came out in 2019, so I think Christmas yeah. 2020. Um, uh, our dad said the same thing, like, why would you watch a movie that makes you sad? Like, yeah, honestly, yeah, why would you? <laughs> like, and, but see, that's the thing, you don't want to watch that repeatedly, but it no. is good to know that, you know, like we said, sometimes life is hard. That's also yes. part of life. Sometimes you have to watch that as well. And it is a great I mean, experience, even if you get a little media sad in general, like movies and media in general, music specifically as well, yeah. is 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 fake. Everything's fake. It's an experience. It's a it's a it's a way to escape real life, which is why fantasy works really well for a lot of people because you experience yeah. the mundane, normal life you have and. No, not experience. You escape it to experience something fantastical that in real life would never happen. That's why. That's why book booktube or book YouTube is like all yes. fantasy fans nowadays. Basically, the last, yes. The last couple or of years have romance really... because yeah. <laughs> you know you can't really experience that kind of romance in life. Not some people do, obviously, yeah. but a lot of people will never experience that kind of romance that you write about in books. And specifically, in the last couple of years. This has been a place yeah. you kind of want to escape from, so... <laughs> yeah, because yeah, you can't really leave the house, so why not just, you know, ex- escape into a book or a movie? Yeah. Movies, however, were scarce because, you know, productions take Pick people up. in places. Yeah. Um, so books were ideal. Yeah. Um, but back to... And yes, yeah. I agree. Movies are made to escape... Yeah, sure, ...your yes. normal life. But also sometimes you need to realize that there are darker sides even to escaping your life. So you need to watch 
horror films or, or dramas and thrillers because sometimes it's good to experience other emotions than just happiness. Exactly. Yeah, it makes. You, I, mean, I mean, that's kind of what this movie is about. Yes. She, um, you need to experience everything you need to experience that all life it. entails. Yeah. Then you know you don't. If you want to focus on being happy, of course, that's a very good thing to focus on. Yeah, in the end, that's what you should strive for. Yeah, but you know, but you need to understand that along the way you will be sad, exactly, and or upset, or scared. And if anything, it's gonna help you appreciate <laughs> happiness more if you know, like, yes, oh, this is the exact opposite of what I hate feeling. You know, sadness or loneliness yeah. or whatever. You know, it's, uh, exactly. Yeah. Which is yeah, like I said, that's kind of what this movie is about. It's that's and that's what it's about. That's what people say. Yeah. It's a meditation on life. It's a very broad yeah. theme, but it nails it down pretty fucking well, I think. Because it's exactly that. You get to experience all stages and and versions of life through one person. Yeah, and through a person who is completely unbiased. Yeah, because they have no basics. Exactly. She's truly like, she's not really a woman. She's not really, she's obviously not a man because she was just brought up as this creature basically in a cave yeah, yeah i was about to say thing yeah she doesn't know what it is to be a woman or a man she experiences that from an outside a truly outsider perspective yeah which is very 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 like maybe it's not 100 percent perfect the way they did it but no. it's a very very interesting way of telling a story like this completely unbiased yeah yeah very cool. I I'm I just realized that the the title of the movie is kind of fitting then because no matter what you do you won't be alone you will always find somewhere you fit in yeah because yeah that's what she does in the end and that's yeah. and that's you know that's that's what both her and Maria struggles with loneliness yeah it, trying to fit in to be alone yeah that's, to not that's be what alone. Maria that's why Maria made the choices she made that put her in the situation she is because she didn't want to be alone. Yeah, um, and that's that's why, whatever that child, the f- original child was called, I don't even remember. No, I don't think we get to know the child's yeah, name. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's why she she seeks out humanity time and time again, even though she has negative experiences. She doesn't want to be alone. She got that taste yeah. of companionship, and she wants it. Yeah, and it's true. Yeah, it's uh, it's beautiful. Yeah, I found a completely middle ground uh, review. Oh? We gave it three stars. Yeah? Is it... On uh, um, uh, Letterboxd okay. by someone called Corwin. Okay. Um, <laughs> and they they draw a pretty good uh, comparison to another Numero Pass film. Okay. Lamb. Oh. Lamb. Yeah, okay. Because it has, it has a similar um, visual tone. Yes. It's all very uh, base colors and um, dreary sort of. There's no a lot like, of landscapes. No. Yes, yeah, lots of, lots of landscape and a pretty landscape to be honest. Yes. Even though we see mostly just fields throughout, you won't be alone. It just feels, I don't know. It it's it's like a painting. Yes, at it's points. very beautiful. Yeah, it's it's that you know you you people talk about a natural beauty. This is literal yeah. natural beauty because it's the beauty of nature. Yeah. You know. I think we said the same about Lamb, to be honest. Yes, yes, exactly. Uh, and while Lamb d- talks more about the um, unconditional love for certain things, yeah, you won't be alone. Is more of you know trying to not be alone, finding happiness, I suppose. But they have similar basic themes. 
that it's not something extraordinary, even though they have an extraordinary twist to it, because, you know, uh, lamb humanoid is weird, and this is a witch we're talking about, even though she looks like a human most of the time. But they still just discuss or make you experience base feelings in a beautiful way. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's using and that's 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 what we talk about when we talk about like really really well made horror movies. They're not just made to scare you; they're made to make you think about something. They're about yeah. something. Um, exactly. Uh, I mean, any movie is any good movie should is be about, about something. something. Yeah, 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 exactly. But you can like, oh, they, they, oh, this 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 movie is about a, a witch's coven who wants to re resurrect the their. They're Golden King Payman. Yeah, but it's also a movie about, like, loss and, and the uh, how a family loses itself after their youngest child dies. Yeah, uh, Hereditary, exactly. yeah. And how... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And how, like, how, how, how evil can, like, can be passed down through through generations. Yeah. <clears throat> Hereditarily, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, anyway. Yeah. Uh, also, a likeness is that this is Gordon Stolemski's first full-length full length. film, yeah. I think. I think he, yeah, he mostly made uh, shorts. shorts. I think some TV stuff before this, maybe? Maybe I was thinking of someone As else. As a director, yes, he's done three episodes for one TV show. Yeah, right, Nowhere back Boys. Back in 2018. Yeah. But other than that, he's done shorts, and then this one, You Won't Be Alone, is his first full-length feature, and he has another one coming that's of an age... Which is supposed to come this year, so maybe next year? Yeah. <coughs> oh, and it's, it's starring Tom Green! But not that Tom Green. Ooh. Not that Tom Green. No, wrong Tom oh. Green. <laughs> that is also something we should mention, though. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't really understand how he managed to cast some of these people, because it's all shot in Macedonia. Did they, like... How do people... How do actresses who are based in America find these parts because most of the the side characters and um you know the random mothers and, the extras and women and, and yeah, men yeah they seem to be i mean they're actors obviously yeah but they're macedonian actors. but they're all yeah or at least from that region of the world yeah. while numira pass is i mean she's swedish based in i think where she live nowadays i, I think, think she lives in england I think, think so? so too. I think partially also in Iceland, but I'm not entirely yeah, sure. Yeah, no, I don't know. I believe Alice Englert is. She's American, right? No, she's Australian. Australian. Even. Yeah. Um, Though I don't know where she lives at the moment. <laughs> yeah, and obviously. But I mean, I, I'm guessing she doesn't live in Macedonia. <laughs> no, and and obviously. Out of all places, uh, Goran Stolevsky has done. Uh, like all his movies. Um. All his, all his shorts are... Uh, no, they're all, like, made in that area of the world. Um, at least it looks like it. If you look at... Uh, yeah. Uh, the actor's name name, and names and everything. Um, but, I mean, the, uh, the, t- the TV show he made, Nowhere Boys... Uh, that might be American, though, right? Yeah, I think so. Or Australian. I mean, yeah, he had... Yeah, or Australian. He did have... Um, uh, there were American production teams involved in this, Yes, obviously. I was going to get to that. Like, he obviously, because he is... Um, 
like he, all a lot of his shorts have been very you know celebrated and shown in 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 film festivals and stuff. That's that's yeah. probably how we got a chance to direct some like mainstream TV, and that's probably how we got in touch with you know producers in if it's Australia or uh, or um, uh, America. America or whatever. Yeah. Um. So uh, oh, he's also worked as um, he's worked on other TV shows as well. He worked on Barracuda. Um, and he worked on more episodes of Nowhere Boys as a, a writer's room assistant. So, you know... Ah, uh, yes. That's, that's probably how he got his start. So he got... He, he had... That's usually how they do, you know... Un- unless you like do some sort of indie movie that becomes super celebrated, the way you get into the business is, like, as an assistant or, like... Oh, yeah, I... I you, you work on the production somehow. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So he probably got to know people... Um, Met some of the people who work at Focus Features, and he's like, "I have this script." And they're like, "Yeah, we'll give you zero money here. Shoot it, <laughs> basically." Um, and yeah, and here, here's someone who can help you find people because they're casting agents. Yeah, and I know that Numira Pass <laughs> is actually an executive producer on the movie, so she's ob- she was obviously invested in the project, so she decided to be in it as well. I mean, she obviously likes these kinds of. She likes. I think she likes taking a chance on smaller productions as well. Yeah, because she's Especially. been in a few things now. Yeah, she. In terms of Swedish actors and actresses, she's made it. So now she can like. Oh yes. You know, she's she's not done a lot of stuff, but she's done enough to like be like Swedish cinema royalty. Just <laughs> kind of funny. Um, yeah. If if you like compare it to American actors and actresses in in her her, her like uh, league, so to speak. But it's you know it's Sweden, so if you make like two movies in Hollywood, <laughs> you're fucking like, oh my god, you have so much money, you you have so much experience. So yeah, so now, I mean, look at what she's been in. She's been in a lot. Yeah, she has been in a lot, though. She has, yeah. <laughs> Both good and horrible stuff. Yes. But so, yeah, so so now. But you know, it pays the it pays enough. Yeah. So she's she's now good enough to do whatever the fuck she yeah, wants. Yeah, she's basically. taking some uh, some chances on stuff like yeah, Lamb and You Won't Be Alone, and uh, and I'm very grateful for that. Um, because we need more people taking chances and doing movies like this. That's how we get movies like this. Yes, and I don't know if I've said it, but I've probably said it through my uh, through my rants here. But I loved the movie. Uh, I thought it was great. Um, yeah. So, no, I kind of got that, yeah. that you really enjoyed it. Some technical stuff, though, uh, like I said, the whole ripping of the tongue and all of a sudden the baby don't scream anymore. Like It's a nitpick, though, but still. and It's, it's just for effect, I know, though, to be honest. Because I, 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 I didn't even understand that she took the entire tongue. I, was I, like, I wasn't sure, but I was like... You just ruined her throat? The baby stopped what screaming, so it must have done something. And then I saw, oh, there's blood in the baby's mouth. Did she rip out her tongue? And then when she, I, I thought vocal cords. And then when she like started like, this when she became Numira Pass and she like started like discovering she had a tongue again. I was like, yeah, that's oh. true. Oh, at least that's what I think happened. It might have been like you said, well, she just something like magically that. took her voice or something. I don't know. Because also at one point she fiddles with like the the inner teeth you have, like the wisdom teeth or something. Yeah. That's and I just, first of all, I hate teeth. Yeah. That's like my main thing in life. I will not. 
fuck with loose loose teeth. So what is a horror movie for you? <laughs> yes, that that little thing I had to close my eyes because I can't stand it. Um, but I was like, did she? Is that part of what the witch did? Did she fuck up her entire inner mouth or something? Because we don't know if she eats even. No, no, she drinks like, blood. That's about it. We do see yeah. eat later. She eats. Ooh, that's another a great little symbolism. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm just over over analyzing, but. Um, it's not like specific moments, but as each as each character, she does eat an apple. Oh, that's every experience right. she has, every time she has learned something new, she eats an apple. You know, Ooh. you know the apple which the fruit of Adam and Eve <laughs> eat. Yeah, the fruit of knowledge. Yeah, I'm just I, well, I'm the just, fruit from the I'm tree of knowledge. I'm here, but I that was why I like it's. I think that's a little bit of symbolism. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. every every time, every new character she she was, she ate at least once. She ate an apple. Um, yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, huh. yeah, hey, yeah, but that was the only thing I like. Ooh, saw like an Easter egg or you know a, a symbol. Uh, I'm sure there was loads more stuff that I didn't notice. Probably, yeah. but that, that that was a nice detail. That was it's subtle enough, but you know if you just. I was about to say, if you know your lore, that's not technically lore. It's, you know... It's the Bible. Legend, I suppose. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Uh, well, well, right, right. My, my other big complaint, though, about the movie... And it is it is a big one, but it is it is one that you can, like, accept. Um, All the voiceover, uh, all her inner monologue, is kind of like... Whisp- she's whispering. Because, you know, she's, she's not going yes. to scream in her own head. Um... And the guy or girl or whoever who did like the sound, I don't know what call it, sound editing or sound producing, um, should have checked the levels on that microphone because obviously, yeah, she's whispering, so they have to turn up the gain a little bit. Um, but you can clearly hear that it's recorded in a microphone. You know, it doesn't sound natural at all. You can hear that. Sounds. Yeah, points. Yeah, definitely. And. Yeah, obviously every sound we record has to be recorded with a microphone. I understand that. But like when you're but, trying to record dialogue, you want to sound natural, especially in a movie that takes place in the like 1700s yeah. or something. <laughs> a movie production shouldn't sound like we do. Exactly. <laughs> and all her voiceover sounds like someone talking into, you know, an un like padded mic. It was very annoying. At times, it was like, ooh, it almost peaked, it sounded like. Not quite. Not quite that bad. But it, it took me out at a couple of times. I was like, just, move your mouth from the microphone, lady. You know? I, I'm sorry to Samuel Baker, who is the dialogue editor, but you failed. I'm, yeah, I'm, that, was, that was a couple of times that annoyed me. It's not enough to ruin the movie, obviously. But no, um, no. it was a little annoying, I guess. Other than that, I though, think, I love the movie. I think I reacted to like the music being loud at points as well. Yeah, that was honest. also the choice to have synth music. Maybe it wasn't loud, it was just jarring yeah. or something. I don't know. I, I thought the music was good, but usually when you see like a folk horror movie like this or a folk tale movie like this, you usually like use more traditional instruments. So it was a little jarring. Yeah. But that's... It bothered me at first when you first hear it when she's like grown up in the cave and they start playing this sound. Yeah, I guess that's to add a bit of the horror of being trapped in a cave alone for all your li- all your life. Yeah. But but yeah, it it did it did meld into the world eventually. Yes, it, I didn't it didn't 
take me out of the movie in later. I, I still recognize that this is a synthesizer, but other than that, you know, I, I like the music. It was fine. Yeah. You know? yeah. But that microphone, God damn it. <laughs> but all in all like we said the movie is it's it's a it's an art piece yes yes it's a because it's more than just a movie it's it's an experience it's something that you can you can technically freeze frame and keep those as images and art if you want. Oh to, yeah, most yeah, of it looks all the, so pretty. All Even the visual like stuff is the great. poster. Yeah, looks amazing. Yes, uh, I guess it's also because we're very well not we're not very anti, but we're we're very done with the whole colorful and clashing and loud that we've seen in recent years. Yeah, the, the classic, all all the actors' faces, big big title. Yeah. Doesn't really say much about you know, the a specific movie. franchise comes to mind, but I'm not. Yeah, gonna how about them today. we don't mention that this time? <laughs> but y'all know I what we're talking about. I prefer these. Yes, I prefer these these toned down and more. I suppose mystical because looking at the poster, you don't really understand that it's a witch. You just no, go just something what the is heck off. Is that woman? Yeah, because of her fingers or her nails, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, is that Numira Pass on the poster? I think so. I think so. Probably. They they wanted to at least have a recognizable face, but you barely see her face because of the the title is yeah, over no, her it's just eye, a, and her mouth is covered by her hand. Yeah, but it but I think that's because the dark hair, and she looks it's also skinny. One of the few people in this movie that you will literally go, oh, I know that one. Yeah, exactly. That's why they're yeah they're really they're really. They're kind of banking on her. They're, yeah, and I mean, hey, you, even if you're doing an indie movie, you gotta bank on something, so... Yeah. And she's not a bad person to bank no, on. No, no, she... Yeah. Because she's, she's actually cool. She's, yeah, she's famous, and um, she she plays a significant role in the movie. It's the first, you know, it's the first other person she becomes, so... But I, yeah. but I also like that... Um, that she's not, like, the star of the movie. She's just another character... Half an hour. She's just one of the big moments. She's not, yeah, like she's not the main character no. towards the end. Half an hour into the movie, she appears, and she she is the star f- for that part because you know she is that person now for a while. But like just as fast as she appears in the movie, she disappears and is never mentioned yeah. again. She's just another actor in the movie, and then the, the yeah. star becomes that guy, and then later it's Alice Englert. It's uh, it's nice. That didn't try to make this uh, a star vehicle for that she didn't try to make it a star vehicle for herself <laughs> since she was a producer, you know. Yeah. I'm be in the movie more. But however, her character, well, her part of the character is the one where she experiences the most, I suppose. I think so. At, yeah. Um, like, because uh, uh, it's all, it's a lot at once for her. Yes, it's the companionship of women. It's uh, it's uh, the the evil of of men. Um, it's the trying to express yourself. Yeah. In general. Yeah. Um, and the other ones are more like focused in on a specific part of humanity. Yeah. yeah that's true. Uh, but I, I might have changed my score a little bit. I might have added a star now. Yeah. Since we've yeah. About it. And that's that's yeah. <laughs> and I was gonna say <laughs> we, we were talking about that before, like, um, what what kind of movie this is, and we've talked about that before. This is one of those movies that. Not demands, but it definitely opens up for a discussion or a conversation afterwards. Yes. It's not just, a, oh, that was a really good movie. You know, we've been talking. Sure, we spent a lot of time just 
recanting what happens in the movie, but... Uh, about 40 minutes of that, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> but we've been talking for quite a while about the movie. Um, it's still part of experience in the movie, Yes, though. of course, yeah. yeah. Even though that's not the big part, it's still movie, part yeah. of it. Yeah. Um, so uh, I, 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 really, I really enjoyed it. And once again, since you, you just said it, you changed your score from a 2 to a 3... Yes. That's exactly why I wanted you to be in the podcast from the beginning, to make you appreciate yeah. movies more. And that's why we do this podcast, to hopefully to our very small um, uh, uh, audience, for now, very small, tell all your <laughs> friends, um, to, to uh, help people experience and appreciate more movies, and maybe movies you wouldn't see otherwise. You know? that's, that's why we yes. do what we do. And that's why we should do more movies like this. But there's the there's the gift and the curse of it all, because yes. this episode won't get nearly as many views as some other stuff we do. Probably no. not. So like <laughs> over time, perhaps. perhaps. <laughs> but you know, we need to we need to have some clickbait as well. Yes. But then you gotta then you gotta sprinkle in stuff like this so people can be like, oh, yes. oh what is this? Yeah. Which we will continue doing, yeah. obviously. Um should we do something we haven't done in a while? Uh, read some reviews? Uh, sure. Because, um, like, yeah, like I said, I gave this a 4 out of 5, so that's like an 8 out of 10. Yeah, literally an 8 out of 10. Um, but it actually, on if you look at Metascore, or Metacritic, it has one 10 out of 10 from The Guardian. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, Benjamin Lee says, It's a deft and thrilling conceit, experiencing the highs and lows of life hey, through different people. Solevsky, in a film that feels less like a debut and more a late-stage magnum opus, calm down, uh, has found an ingenious vessel to make profound observations on gender, sex, and being. Yeah, exactly. That's 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 yeah. what it is, you know? Um, and then a lot of people... It's a- yeah? No, I just I, there's a few ten out of ten, but the first one I find on on IMDb from from user reviews yeah. actually phrases it perfectly. If cinema is the study of our existence, then this film is the masterclass. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's you know that's what art is. You know, art imitating life, yeah. imitating art. Art is how we, how we, yeah, how we experience life. Yeah, we we deal with life. We deal with experiences. We need to. Make something of what we experience. We make art, you know. Yeah. You know, some some people, some people just bottle it up. Some people get angry. Some people don't really care about experiencing much. But then you have people that are called artists, and they like translate their emotions and experiences into art. And that is exactly yeah. what this is. This is pure art. Um, there was actually one more a ten out of ten review from Time Out, uh, writing Stephen A. Russell writes. Beating with a wild and restless energy, the film's fearsome but ferociously beautiful heart marks the emergence of a rare and remarkable talent. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. But then, of course, we have um, we have one person who just didn't get it. <laughs> Gave it a 3 out of 10 <laughs> um, from, I don't, I don't know, The Rap. I don't, I don't know what they, what they are. I'm not going to say that, you know, typical The Rap, but whatever. Um, it says here, uh, you won't be alone may not be a dumb or unimaginative exercise in style, but it also rarely encourages viewers to engage meaningfully with whatever's on screen. What? But yeah, then I'm sorry, but then yeah, you didn't pay attention because that's all you the movie is about. You paid less attention about. than I did. Yeah. <laughs> that might, hey, that might be it. Like 
he isn't sure. This is guy Simon Abrams. Maybe he's not used to watching movies with subtitles, um, especially yeah. one that where the 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 person who is speaking for ninety nine percent of the movie is speaking like a regular person, and it's translated from a language we rarely hear. So yeah, yeah. But still, like saying that viewers can't engage meaningfully with whatever's on screen. Like that's the whole point of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> to translate what's happening on the screen into you know experiences about or your knowledge about life like that's the whole point so sorry but i think <laughs> yeah. that guy missed the point a little bit there's a lot of people uh, who are um user reviews who are giving it a one star um because they don't understand it it's pretentious bullshit yeah. or um it's just you know slav guys being like uh, propaganda people like, no Come on. Propaganda Someone called it what? tedious, uneventful, and just kind of confusing. Listen, I'll... I'll well, yeah, because you don't understand the language, probably. Yeah, and I'll, I'll, I'll <laughs> say this, which is also a typical thing when it comes to indie movies and smaller movies. They're not made for a broad audience. It's it's kind yeah. of unapproachable. Yeah. No, very little dialogue in a weird language. Um, it's, it's, it's not super long. It's like an hour 45 but it's very slow moving and it's not spelled <laughs> out to you what it's about except for in the end i think it's very obvious towards the end what the movie is about at least i yeah. thought so um so yeah it's not like you just sit down and like you watch it with some popcorn it's not that kind of movie so yeah it the- won't appeal to everyone and i understand that um but there's two two one star reviews that i have to just Okay. Quickly yeah. tell you what they yeah, are. Yeah, sure, sure. One of them is, um, if uh, if if someone's giving this a five star, it's it must be because their lives are ex- astonishingly boring and depressing. <laughs> a witch kills people, has sex with guys, and takes over their bodies. That's it. That's the movie. Yeah, like we no. like we said before, that's what happens in the plot. Yeah, but that's not what happens in the story. Once again, you've exactly. missed the entire <laughs> point of the movie. Then, if you only get and I that. think that what. Why it is, is the other person's re- um, review, which is, I like to watch movies, not read them. Yeah, sure. That's fine. You are... <laughs> <laughs> then this movie's uh, for you. He okay. claims that there's there's nothing clever, artistic, or imaginative by doing this or other... This other than to hide a poorly done movie. What? While having... He meant as having subtitles... No, I think he means having is so, only much, to hide. so much voiceover, I think he talks about. No, no, no. When you spend half the movie reading subtitles, it ruins it. But how else are you going to watch movies in languages different from your No, no, own? he mean, he means that you should just do it in English, probably. Yeah, but... That's, that's Macedonians just a dumb English-speaking... don't speak English, stupid. they speak Macedonian. For them, yeah, exactly. For them, this is just, you know, another movie. Yeah. It's not a subtitled movie. Guess what, guy? We here in Sweden and people in Macedonia... We watch movies with subtitles all the time because we watch yeah. all your American Hollywood movies, you know? A lot of people in Europe in general or Asia watch movies without with, with subtitles, with subtitles yeah, because, because English is not our first language. Exactly. There's more to world to the world than American, you know. But that is that is also um that is uh, uh um I know I know that's a thing like because Hollywood is 
I know India makes more movies, but America, American Hollywood, you know, Hollywood movies are the most like widespread movies. Yes. So and, and the most, you know, the most mainstream movies. So Americans usually watch movies in English. They don't watch subtitle yeah. movies. But the rest of the world, we watch American movies because it's like we said, it's the most mainstream. So we have yeah. learned to watch movies with subtitles while they haven't. So, you know, I can't blame him for not liking subtitles. No. I don't like subtitles either. But you can't either. give it a bad review because of that. No, exactly. It's, exactly. The movie isn't bad because you didn't understand the language. No. It's just, it, it was a bad experience for you because you didn't understand yeah. the language. And I, I think, because, uh, yeah. I was just going to no, go ahead. I was just going to say, like, <laughs> if, if I watch a movie... Um, I only use subtitles when I watch a movie in any other language than Swedish and uh, English, because I don't know any other language. Not at least not good enough to like listen to people talk yeah. for two hours. I can understand some French, Spanish, and a little bit of German, and like you can you can understand the the gist of it. Yeah, and but I can I can and I can fully completely understand the sentences. French, <laughs> but I I couldn't watch a movie in any of those languages without subtitles. No, so you know. But if I watch a movie, movie in English or Swedish, yeah, I never use subtitles because I hate subtitles. Because it, it takes I it takes do. focus away from the movie. I think so. I understand him, but yeah, like you said, you can't <laughs> rate the movie based on that. No, I do use subtitles, but it's mainly because I don't. I feel like I miss dialogue sometimes. So I've learned to not look at the subtitle until I. I pick up that I'm not hearing something. And then you, yeah, sure, sure. I, then I look. I'm not, but it's 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 training, you know. Yeah. I, I had to train. My eyes <laughs> always get drawn, even if I hear what they're saying, and I have subtitles for some reason. My eyes just keep getting drawn down to that. No, that's a, that's a the lower the lower eighth of the screen. <laughs> that's a common thing I've yeah. learned. A lot of people go like, but how, how? Why do you have subtitles? They they, they destroy the movies. Mm. Like, no, no, no. You just learn to not look at them. <laughs> <laughs> you have them on for emergencies. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I do have issues hearing sometimes, so I I do keep it on for safety. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. Um, but a lot of like middle tier um, um, um reviews are like they expected perhaps more of a witchy vibe than what they got. Yes, I and I can say that as well. When I read about it for first, you know, a few months ago or some some time ago, I thought it was going to be more. Horror, not like a horror yeah. movie, straight up horror movie, but more like scary and like they were gonna like oh they were gonna they were gonna torture her because she's a witch. It was I thought it was gonna be more of a classic witch story, um, which we didn't get, and I appreciate that no. for doing something else with a witch movie. It's very different from any other witch movie I've seen. Did we even though we yeah. do get. Yeah, we do get people trying to drive demons out of people. We do get, you know, witch rituals. We do get a witch burning. Mm-hmm. We get all the stuff that you want from a witch movie, I suppose. But it's used in a different way, which I liked. It was different. Yes. It was something different. And it's um, it's a bit similar with the movie The Witch. Yes, which was also... You kind of expect... More of a you know on hands on witch and rituals and stuff, but no, you get more of the effect of a witch being nearby. Yes, exactly. Uh, which also it was also a very interesting way to tell a witch story to barely have the witch yeah. in the movie. Um, 
because even though I because I rewatched that recently, they have one scene that should be cut out where they just plain up show you the witch being a witch. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, in the opening, and all of yeah, yeah, all of a sudden she's flying on a broom. It's like, hold up, but I. Why did you add that? No, yeah, okay, let's quickly talk about the witch then. There is a reason for that. No, you know what? We're not going to do okay. that. Okay. <laughs> We're going to save that for the patron episode. Right. Because, and we can tell you then, um, this, or I guess next week's patron episode is, you know, a companion piece of this. And we're going to talk about, I guess, a couple of movies? Yes. Yeah. We mentioned that we're going to talk briefly of The Witch. Yes, because... But we're also going to talk about a Russian movie, which... Say it. Is similar to The Witch, I suppose? It's more similar to The Witch <laughs> than You Won't Be Alone, definitely. But it has a bit of both in it, you know. Yes. And it's called... Hagazusa? Yeah, Hagazusa. I pronounce that. <laughs> yeah, it came out in, I think, 2017. Obviously. Something like that, Obviously yeah. uh, inspired by the popularity of The Witch. Um, yes. But it's, um, I'm interested to see what you think of that. And we can. We Have can, you seen I've it before? seen it. I saw it uh, earlier this year. Okay. Um, in like May or something. I don't know. I saw it with a friend. I haven't even seen a trailer yet, yeah, so. yeah. I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to watch the movie straight yeah. up. So so I think that's when we wrap this up so I can go watch the movie and we can go talk about that one. Yeah. So <laughs> if you want to hear our discussion about more witch movies, The Witch and Hakazusa, uh, be sure to do like uh, do like Laura Kinney and Mom and Mac and join our Patreon um, to get all the exclusive episodes. We have like dozens, if not hundreds, not hundreds at this point, but dozens of exclusive episodes. We have commentary tracks and you get to, you get to decide what movies we watch. So uh, support us over on patreon.com I mean, slash don't make a scene. We have over a hundred episodes on YouTube at least. Oh yeah, like free episodes. So we're probably we're probably we're closing, closing in on up 100. on a hundred yeah. free episodes. Oh well, patron episodes as well. Yeah. So check that out. But other than that, thank you so much for listening. Um, tell all your friends about this. Uh, check out the movie, even though we kind of told you the whole movie. It's still it's still a movie well, worth you know, watching, the... definitely. Yes, because we are explaining the visuals and stuff is not enough. You need no, to no, watch it. It's a movie you need to experience. Yeah, yes. So do that. And we will see you in the next episode. But until then, have a good one. Bye. Bye. The Spoiler Cast is part of Please Don't Make a Scene. It is hosted by Tobias Vidin and Rebecca Vidin. Produced and directed by Tobias Vidin. Executive producer is Annika Vidin and Laura Kinney. Also a huge shout out to all our patrons. Laura Kinney, Mom, Dad, Mom and Mac.